superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's go, 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 go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Maybe he listens to me. He stays ready so he don't got to get ready. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. A quarterback draw and an easy touchdown for Trevor Lawrence. When you say starting over with him, what do you mean by that? Doug Peterson. I think just fundamentally, just starting over. Today's guests, Saint Safety, Tyron Matthew, Lions General Manager, Brad Holmes, Rams Head Coach, Sean McVay, plus from the new film, Top Gun Maverick, actor, John Hamm, and now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show live from a Thursday in Los Angeles, California. Part of my old two-a-day. I'll be doing this show and then heading up the 405 or right across the 105 here in Los Angeles, California. Uh, I just started this show doing a Californians uh, uh, skit. Um, I'll be doing the, uh, the old schedule release show at 8 Eastern time on NFL Network tonight. Um, Three-hour show originally scheduled, but now that we're just covering the games that haven't already been leaked or released, it's just five minutes long. The show <laughs> starts at 8 Eastern and ends at 8.05, and I don't know what we're going to do for the last two hours and 55 minutes. You'll but get we'll a full be there. day's pay for that. We'll be there. Welcome to the show. We say hello to everybody on NBC Sports on Peacock. We love uh, every one of you who listen to us on Sirius XM Channel 85, NBC Sports Audio, and especially our Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio network that is coast to coast. And we say hello to those listening on the Odyssey app and also a special hello to those who get our podcast whenever you darn well please. We're all podcasts are acquired through the Cumulus podcast network. The uh, latest episode of the Rich Eisen Show basketball podcast is up. Uh, T.J. Jefferson, along with Adam Chudwin, our call screener. And yes, Chris Brockman, still on the shelf, called into that program um, because he just can't quit you, nor uh, I'm assuming you, he. Uh, although uh, the last two shows, including this one, my wife expertly my sitting wife. in Chris Brockman's chair. Good to see you today, Susie Schuster. How what are you, are you doing yeah, here? Your... <laughs> I love the Californians. That's right. So they're going to take the 405 to I the took, 105 hey, all the I way took, to NFL Network. And... I took the Sunset I took Sunset Boulevard 
to the 405 to the 105. By the way, with a cup of coffee in we're hand. Not, we're not show, slowing Susie down. That's literally how she's talking to a microphone. How are you, DJ Mikey D? What's going on, well. sir? How doing are you? Well. Good to see you. Um, and then uh, TJ Jefferson has already lit the candle because I've been prattling on for the first two well, hours. Well, I just took uh, Imperial the whole way to work. That's and it. Susie bought ice cream. And it's noon in New York, so oh, I'm going to have it. You've already bit, done yeah. that? Is, are you serious? Why not? Okay. Enjoy. What, Rocky what, Road. Okay, very good. Thanks, Susie. Okay, on You're brand. Welcome. Very good. Um, so lots to talk about on this program. And, um, so let's start with the defending NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. And I will say this to spit some truth. I'll be very honest with them finishing where they finished in the Eastern conference standings with everybody figuring out how they won last year and, Maybe not giving them as much credit. It's it's kind of like Giannis and everyone else, right? And I know Chris Middleton was the Robin to his Batman in Jeru Holiday, and they, they won the championship. But for some reason, it's left a lot of people wanting more from the Bucks. And the regular season did not look like a champ that was ready to put their stamp on another season and the league when you go back to back. And then Middleton gets hurt, and it's like, oh, well, that's the way that one went. The general sense of things. Yeah, nice run. And, you know, there is a difference when you're a champion in the NBA between winning one, winning two, and going back to back and putting your stamp on things where there isn't just invincibility. The sense of you are not only just invincible, but your invincibility is inevitable as well. We've seen that on occasion, certainly in my lifetime. The Bulls were invincible, and then just it was just like, okay, it's inevitable. This is going to happen. It's happening again. Here we go. And we saw that, I think, from the Warriors in the Steph, Draymond, Clay, and then Durant coming in. Era. It just felt not only invincible, just inevitable. And we felt that sometimes going into some playoffs, well, nobody's going to beat this team. I'm sure I'm missing some some cases of that. And the Bucks phrase, fear the deer. Does anybody really fear the deer? Does anybody literally in the NBA fear the deer? They may fear Giannis. They may fear Giannis, but not last year on the free throw line. I didn't fear him. May not fear his mid-range shooting or three-point shooting, they certainly fear him when he's face-up on you. (laughs) That's when you certainly fear him. But last night's win, last night's win in Boston, for the first time, you're beginning to see the stamp of this team or the formation of it that you should fear this team because they're going to come up with a way to beat you. They're not just going to cough up their title because of injury or a poor seed due to a regular season that didn't go as top seed planned. You're going to have to take it from them. 
you're going to have to take this championship from the Bucs. That's what last night's win kind of felt like to me. Giroux Holiday's like, okay, defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. I'm going to pick your pocket twice to wrap this thing up. We're going to come back in the fourth quarter. We're not going to miss a three-point shot. We're going to do to you kind of what you did to us in game four. We're going to do it. We're going to do it in your house, and we're going to go back to our house, and we're going to win. And the sense of inevitability is already there when you hear the narrative, with all due respect to you, sir, TJ, Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia and in Miami, that this is the NBA championship uh, for the Eastern Conference right here. This is it. The winner of this series is going to go to the championship round. Now, obviously, there's no bye. (laughs) They're going to have to play either Philadelphia or most likely Miami, with all due respect. But you're beginning to feel like these are the times, these are the moments where, okay, we're down 10 with a few minutes to go. We're going to win. Okay, we're down 10 with a few minutes to go. Now we're not only coming back, but now we're taking the lead on you, and you can't even get a darn shot off. That's the sort of stuff I saw last night. Oh, and by the way, Giannis is the one who scored 40 on the best defensive team potentially left in this uh, playoffs, if not the league, with the defensive player of the year having his pocket picked twice. Obviously, we need to see what happens in game six and beyond, and anything can happen in the Eastern Conference Finals should the Bucs gain it, and then the uh, NBA championship could be a rematch of last year. It's entirely possible. But... Maybe we should start fearing the deer a little bit. There's not a lead that's safe. There's not a moment where anybody like Bobby Portis can have a putback. There's no moment where Jeruel Holiday is not going to just say, I'm a champion, by the way. You're going to have to take this from me. I'm coming to your house, and I'm going to steal your soul. That's the way champions get forged and born, and back-to-back champions get forged and born. Maybe we started to see that a little bit last night. In the other series... Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies, you know I've been pounding the table for the Warriors, calling them my Warriors, much to the chagrin of everybody in this room, including Susie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how I've been talking about them. I picked them to start the season. And so I am all about the dubs, all about the Warriors, all about that stuff. Love them. So I say with love and affection about last night's game, a simple question of what the hell was that? <laughs> The hell going on. The hell going on. As Stefan Diggs once tweeted out, famously in the month of March. The hell going on in May here. What the hell was that? You know, and and um, it, it, it's just kind of the last two games were unwarrior-like in the fact that, as Susie, you were pointing out yesterday, show what Charles Barkley said at halftime of that eventual win over the Grizzlies. Yeah, he referred to it as a scrimmage. They looked like they were playing a scrimmage. And then they eventually won it. And last night's game looked like to me, all right, and then Steph talking about whoop that trick, right? A little hustle and flow going into, there was no hustle, there was no flow. There was nothing. And they started playing that song after, I think it was eight minutes to go in the game, place going crazy, and Steph even found that funny as the place in Memphis, they were down 50 at one point in the game. And it looked like the Warriors had this belief of, you know what, just one game, 
We don't need to really expend that much energy. Once they, We'll just roll it out, play another scrimmage. Play another scrimmage, and maybe we could win this thing and then go home. We'll just, we just need to go home. We just need to go home, and then we'll wrap it up there. And Draymond's jumping around and laughing as they're playing. I understand I sound incredibly old and white when I say whoop that trick. I understand that. Okay? <laughs> I, I was understand. really thinking you sound like Dorothy wanting to go home. That's what I was thinking. It just sounded to me and looked to me like they're just rolling the basketballs out against the Memphis Grizzlies team that, dare I say, is just as good, if not better, without John Moran. Is that what you're saying? I'm going higher register on that? A little bit. Clay Thompson wasn't so happy with his teammates afterwards. He told Clutch Sports, it was embarrassing. It was awful. But sometimes basketball isn't an exact science. We played like a shell of ourselves. So, like I said before, we'll watch film and make the necessary adjustments. You'll see a totally different effort on Friday. Let's hope so, because you don't want to go back to that building for Game 7. Not with tricks getting whooped. I was so stunned. I was so stunned. Yeah, I mean, that was just... There's a serious vibe of the, the, the teachers out of the room, and they're just messing around in the back <laughs> and figure that they could just do their homework, you know, on lunch and hand it in. So that was like, in your opinion, an 80s rock video from MTV, like when the teacher leaves, right? And I, then I, it, I, everything explodes. Or a substitute, substitute teacher. Are you in. talking about hot for teacher? Is that, is that I that mean, one? Mike Brown is a very attractive man. Bear. Steve Kerr, sexy guy. Maybe maybe that was what was happening. Maybe <laughs> maybe they were just having a good old time out there. You know what I'm a, sitting what a, here. Mess. You do know I'm sitting here, Things right? Things that have never been uttered on the Rich Eisen show before. Certainly TJ, you should have seen him watching Top Gun yesterday when Jennifer Connelly hit the screen. That's uh-huh. his That's his one and not, That's his one and done. Is that his hall pass, oh, Jennifer yeah. Connelly? Jennifer. I don't mean to like she delve is, off excuse of me. Path. Excuse me. I am sitting here and we're talking basketball. I think he audibly <laughs> gasped. Okay. He went... <gasps> All right. I'm sitting here. That's how I felt, you know, I watching Clay room. Thompson, no? So, see, the quote, Rich Eisen, we'll put a pin in that and we'll come back to it. <laughs> Let's put a pin in that. After this, because I want to touch on this. Where Pause. did we get on that? I'm talking about the Warriors just absolutely spitting the bit. And I, I'm just hoping that Clay, uh, that, 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 that I'm just judging a book You're by its cover. right now, okay? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just hoping that Clay, when he, that, that, that everyone else, Draymond, who's as we all know, is as serious as a heart attack when he needs to be, yeah. and and Steph is a champion that they can just slough that off. We've seen that before in the playoffs; people getting blown out, and then they come back the next game, and it's just all fine and dandy. But they they better act like you know the hot teacher is at the front of the room, and they are going to uh, button up their schoolwork. Because I would think they would have a major problem against the Grizzlies in Game 6. Again, why not? We're already seeing that the Grizzlies are fast on defense. They're long on defense. They are jumping into uh, lanes that other teams cannot jump into. They're jumping out at the three-point shooters. They've got the Warriors out of sync. And the guy who can get them back into sync is out with COVID. And um, I'm a little nervous. When your, I see that. For your Warriors? For my Warriors, yes. Can you imagine Steve Kerr at home watching that game? Because he's cut from the cloth of Phil Jackson. So he's a disciplinarian. And Phil hated it when the guys would celebrate or even be lackadaisical or relax in the court. Don't worry, we're going home. Anathema to Steve's DNA. He 
He must have been chucking things at that TV like you can't even imagine. <laughs> Game six coming up. Better take it. Don't want to go back to the, what, the, the trick whoopers. <laughs> Get House. Don't want to have that. Uh, okay, so uh, we've got four guests. Um, we've got four guests. We're four wide today. Um, our first guest joining us in about five minutes' time, New, New Orleans Saint, one of our favorites when he calls into this program, Tyron Matthew is on this show. And then uh, general manager of the Detroit Lions, Brad Holmes. We've not had him on the program, uh, but lots to talk about with a man, a man, man. who uh, sitting there second overall, got the information that he's got Aiden Hutchinson coming back home to the state of Michigan. And then he goes ahead and trades up for Jamison Williams. What did he see in the MRIs of the knee that maybe other teams we're concerned about what, when does he think he's going to get on the field? Lots to talk about with the general manager of the Detroit Lions, Brad Holmes, and then formerly of the Rams organization. And then the current head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, your Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, will join us on this schedule release day. And then as if the great hair handsome quotient is not enough, we will juice it. And have John Hamm in studio, one of our great friends. And uh, I'm not just talking about the show here, but Susan and I have known him for a very long time. And he is in the new Top Gun Maverick film that Susie and I saw yesterday uh, once we were done with this show. And it is all kinds of fantastic. So when you include me and Steve Kerr, six handsome men on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show, don't go in there. Play, play us out to play us out. Who Play us out. Who drove to the movies? That's my only question. We can come back to that. Oh, later. we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. To play us out, is it is, is this Kenny Loggins? Is this Kenny Loggins or is this Harold Faltermeyer? By the way, it's so great, the new Top Gun movie. We are back with Tyron Matthew on this Top Gun Maverick edition of the Rich Eisen Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the terrestrial radio outfit on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm sorry, all of you on the radio. It's, it's okay. my last day. No, I promise a, Brockman's back tomorrow. Right, though, i got to let it all out in the, on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> got to leave it all here. Uh, back here on our terrestrial radio uh, outfit, along with our friends at Peacock and Sirius XM Channel uh, 85, NBC Sports Audio, and uh, Odyssey, and our podcast listeners, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for whatever you may have missed. Love this guy. I have uh, always loved when he's taken the time to call on the program, which he has kindly done so now here in the middle of May. Now back in the mix in the state of Louisiana with the New Orleans Saints, 
our friend on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, Tyron Matthew. How you doing, Tyron? Rich, I'm doing good, man. Always good to talk to you. Always great to talk to you. You were getting me a little nervous sitting out uh, all that crazy <laughs> March madness, you know? Yeah, man. Through the draft and everything? You were getting me concerned, Tyron. What were you uh, What were you up to with that? Actually, man, I was just trying to spend as much time, you know, with the family, you know, as possible, man. You know, um, obviously, you know, heading into free agency, you know, um, it definitely wasn't the rollout that, that, that I was expecting. Um, so uh, I was kind of disappointed in that. But, you know, I think nevertheless, you know, it kind of worked itself out and – you know, I'm really happy. You know what? You know where I ended up. No question. It's uh, it's how you finish, not how you start. Um, but no. so that wasn't so it wasn't intentional to to um, to to sit for a couple of weeks and sift through offers or get the right one or maybe yeah. see, it was not intentional Definitely. for you. Well, well, I, th- I think it was. You know, um, especially initially. You know, like I said, once you know, I realized that. You know, um, you know, I wasn't necessarily kind of, you know, gaining the, you know, the interest of, you know, as many teams as I thought I would have. So, um, you know, kind of after that kind of reality check, you know, I just told myself, man, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to stress about it. You know, I'm just going to spend as much time with family as I can. And, you know, however it plays out, however it works out, you know, um, you know, I was willing to kind of just, you know, accept it. And before we move on to the here and now, um, was there ever a chance of you going back to the Chiefs at, in any way, shape, or form, Tyron? I, I mean, for me, you know, I kind of always held out hope, you know, um, and, you know, th- that, that's just, you know, me coming from a you know, place that, you know, you know, we won a lot of games, you know, the last three years, and, you know, uh, you know, obviously I felt like I was a productive player, you know, really played some of my best ball, you know, really in those three years, and, um, you know, so yeah, I was hoping, you know, that I would, you know, possibly come back, but you know, it's kind of like a two-way street, you know what I mean? And so, um, like I said, all in all, man, I think it worked itself out, and you know, um, I, I think the things that I've, I've accomplished with the Chiefs, you know, I think those things that you know people can never take away. So, um, just really happy, you know, to, to have been a part, you know, of, of really all three of those teams. I think all three of those teams, you know, really special, you know, in their own right. And then while we're lingering a little bit more in the past, um, were you surprised that Tyreek Hill got traded, that he's no longer with the Chiefs, Tyron? Did that shock you as much as the rest of the free football world or no? No, I mean, you know, I wasn't, you know, as surprised, as shocked, you know. um, You know, I've seen a lot in this business, and, you know, I think I'm one of those people that, you know, I kind of understand what's going on, you know, uh, on, on the business side as well, not just, you know, on field and everything. And I, I think just with the, the wide receiver market and, you know, how everything is kind of playing out, um, you know, I, I can see that happening, you know, a lot more, you know, in the future, you know, where, you know, here you have a guy that, you know, you, you think is irreplaceable, but, you know, I think for the right, you know, amount of money, <laughs> you know, you can move on from anybody. Tyron Matthew here on the Rich Eisen Show. And then in terms of New Orleans, did you have to sweat it out in any way, shape, or form on the draft to see if they were going to choose anybody at your position? Or or oh. were you given any assurances before a draft? Anything like that? Oh. oh no, I wasn't you know, I wasn't worried about that, man. I I remember I had committed, you know, almost about eleven, twelve years ago. <laughs> I committed to L S U, right, Rich? Right. And I, I didn't look at the depth chart one time. <laughs> I was just happy that L S U offered me a you know, a scholarship then. 
you know, I remember my first day on campus, I looked at the depth chart, and I'm like, wait, hold up. <laughs> you know, we got six five-star cornerbacks, <laughs> you know? So I, I was never, you know, one to kind of shy away from competition. You know, I always invite that. You know, I think it, I think at the end of the day, it makes everybody better. But, you know, um, no, nah, I, I definitely wasn't sweating that at all, no. Three-time All-Pro safety, Tyron Matthew, now at the New Orleans Saints here on the Rich Eisen Show. So... If I went back in time, back to that kid um, who went to LSU, the old honey badger, and if I went back to the kid at St. Augustine High School and said, you're going to put on the Florida Lee of the Saints one day, what would that kid have said? <laughs> I, I probably, you know, w- wouldn't have believed you, man. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's such a big dream, you know, and I, I think, you know, countless numbers of kids, you know, they, I think they dream that dream, you know, to, to be able to represent their family and you know, to represent the state that they come from, you know, the city that they come from, their culture. Uh, I think every kid dreams that. Me, you know, in a million years, I don't think I didn't think that that was possible. Um, but, you know, I think I've been on this journey, you know, for a reason, Rich, you know, the last 10 years. And it's all the different experiences I've had and, you know, the places I've gone, the things I've done, you know, the things I fell short, you know, in doing. I, I think all these things have, you know, kind of, you know, geared me up and prepared me, you know, for this moment. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people are happy for me, but, you know, this is a big moment. This is a big challenge, you know, going back home, you know, uh, you know, trying to, you know, play some of my best ball and, you know, while also trying to, you know, impact the community, you know, in the right way. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I know it's going to be a lot, but, um, you know, I think everything I've kind of been through has you know, really helped, you know, prepare me for this. So uh, I'm more than grateful, you know, for the opportunity. What's it going to be like, um, you in that tunnel in the Superdome before your first game? Obviously, you're going to find out later today with the schedule what game yeah. that's going to be. What do you think your emotions are going to be like when you're in that Superdome tunnel, Tyron Matthews? I mean, it's going to be emotional, man. You know, um, you know, obviously, you know, this is a team and a program that really I've watched, you know, my whole life growing up. And, you know, I can even go back to, you know, Hurricane Katrina, right? And, you know, when the Saints came back, you know, I believe they were playing against the Falcons, you know, and, I mean, it was just so electric, you know, in the building, you know, and I remember Gleason blocking the punt, and, you know, I just remember, you know, how proud our community was, you know, and, um, you know, so I'm looking forward to being, you know, a reflection of that, you know, trying to, you know, play as hard as I can and, you know, so I can make that city, you know, as proud as I can make it. Were you, you were in the building that night, Tyron? Did you say that? No, no, no. no I, wasn't, in the city? I wasn't. I was watching on TV. Yeah. I was. I was in the building that night, sitting yeah. next to Marshall Falk of all people, Mister New Orleans, okay. right? And <laughs> right? I, I remember that night uh, like it was yesterday. I'm getting goosebumps even recalling it, Tyron. Yeah. Where Vic uh, fumbled out of bounds um, in that first series, and when the ball was initially on the ground, and the, the the shrieks and the excitement and the the yells and the the cheers uh, that I heard was the loudest I've ever heard and I'm like it can't get any that, that's the loudest I've ever heard a building in my entire life and then the ball rolled out of bounds yeah. and then I thought like nothing will ever get louder in the history of the Superdome and I made a mental note to say you know remember that moment because that was incredible and we'll see how things play out from here on out and then I think it was yeah. either the next snap or two snaps later and Steve Gleason blocked that punt. And I, yeah. th- th- I didn't think a building could be louder, and then that happened. That was insane, yeah. Tyron. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. That's thanks, man, for you, man. Like I said, you know, uh, just happy to go back to a city, that, uh, a city that really celebrates, you know, its people, its culture, its sports, 
And so, uh, you know, more than anything in this business, Rich, you know, you're just trying to take the field and win, you know, not just for yourself and your teammates, but for the fans too. So uh, just looking forward, man, to, to hopefully, you know, bringing those kind of moments and memories, you know, back to the bayou. Tyron Matthew here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's get to the, the uh, community um, portion of this conversation because you're so terrific at that. And um, we've had many conversations about how you've always maintained a presence in Louisiana, in this town, and now your presence is there too. What what are your what plans might you have? What do you what are you thinking about on on advancing the ball on that front, Tyron Matthew? Yeah, absolutely, man. Obviously, you know, you know, me and my foundation, Tyron Matthew Foundation, really have spent really the last you know six seven years just you know doing as much as we can, trying to be a resource you know to all the kids, and you know I'm really hoping and looking forward to really you know taking the next step. Right, Rich, and, you know, hopefully, you know, one of my biggest dreams is to hopefully, you know, um, bring a school, you know, to New Orleans, a, a school of second chance, a school that teaches kids, you know, to, uh, you know, hope and uh, just, just how to, you know, the ability to use certain tools to, you know, in the real world. So I, I think for me and my foundation, that's the next big dream, you know, for us is to hopefully, you know, bring a school there that, that can really impact the kids and, and really shape and mold them, you know, um, in the right way. So I think that's the next, you know, big dream, you know, but, you know, I think from a day-to-day, you know, standpoint, you know, month to month, you know, we're still going to keep up, you know, with all our mentorship programs, you know, we're still going to be an impact, you know, for families, you know, during the holiday season. And, you know, obviously when kids get back to school, you know, I'm also looking forward to, you know, bringing my camp back, you know, to Louisiana this year. So kids have been really, you know, looking forward to that. So, I mean, it's a lot, you know, on the plate right now, a lot that we're looking forward to. And I'm um, just more so happy, man, to, to get back to Louisiana and, and partner, you know, with, with some great people so we can, you know, really be of a good impact going forward. Might we see you in Baton Rouge more, Tyron? Yeah, I, I think it's only right, man. You know, I, you know, I spent as much time as I can, uh, you know, in Baton Rouge, uh, really just past all season. And, you know, obviously uh, Coach House, you know, he's a defensive coordinator over there now and, you know, me and him, you know, go back to, you know, Kansas City together. And, you know, he's such a great coach, so he's such a good dude to be around as well. So, uh, but, yeah, man, it, it's always good to get back to Baton Rouge. And, you know, I'm hoping that I can, you know, talk to the team more and, you know, be around those guys more uh, because there's so much talent, you know, uh, in that Tigers, you know, building right now too um, that those guys just have to tap into, you know. Do you, can you help Brian Kelly with his dance moves a little bit, Tyron? Can you do everybody a favor <laughs> on that front? Can hey, you do I, would, I would say this, Rich. You know, BK is cooler than people give him credit for, man. Oh, yeah. You know, so uh, he's a cool dude, man. He's, he's definitely a bright mind. He's smart. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, you know, da- I'm not a great dancer either. Right? Oh, really? You know, um, <laughs> yeah, man, but, you know, that's why I never gritty or nothing like that, man. I, 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 you know, Justin Jefferson and all those young boys, man, let them, you know, get their dance on. Yeah, I guess you have to know your limits, right, obviously. Yeah, you do. You do. You got to know who you are. Well, Absolutely. well I think, so then can you help Brian Kelly understand his limits then? Can you do <laughs> you know, just like just help a just help a guy out, you know? But uh yeah. all right, very good. So what what do you obviously you're you've been in this league for quite some time and you you know, your window is still open and you've now walked into it through a time machine back into New Orleans, your hometown. What are the what do you think about the chances to win a championship there? New coach, obviously, Jameis is going to be coming back from a 
knee injury, and then you've got uh, Olave just joined the team to go with a, another Ohio State uh, top-notch receiver, one would say for sure, and uh, Michael Thomas coming back, Kamara. What do you think, uh, Tony? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I, you know, you know I, I don't think I would have, you know, really, you know, came to the Saints, you know, if I didn't think that these guys, you know, could win a championship. And, you know, obviously I believe in, you know, Coach Allen and everything that, you know, uh, that, that, that he's building and building off of, you know what I mean, as far as, you know, Sean Payton and uh, those kind of things. And, you know, uh, you know, it's a real opportunity to, to really play, you know, with the top three, top five defense, you know. And I think any time you have a defense, you know, that, that, that can play, you know, to that standard, I think you always give your team a chance to win. You know, obviously I think, you know, with, you know, Michael Thomas coming back and, Obviously, Kamara, you know, and Winston, you know, I think those guys got the ability, you know, on the other side of the ball to, to score a lot of points and, and to be productive. So, you know, uh, it, it's a long season, you know, Rich. And, you know, I think the, the most important thing right now is just, you know, trying to build that chemistry, trying to build that bond, trying to put in as much work as we can, you know, so that when we do get to the fall, you know, we plan for each other, you know, and plan off of each other, you know, well. So it's a lot of work that we got to put in, but, you know, I believe in the guys that, you know, are in the building right now, for sure. And you got two shots to send Brady into the Fox television booth faster than his intention, maybe, right? <laughs> you got that going on, right? You gonna yeah, get... <laughs> I just talked to Brady like three days ago, you know, just congratulating him, you know, and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's such a good dude. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So you just call you just hit TB12 on his hip and just say, hey, uh, congrats. That's oh, yeah, the... yeah. Nah, man, you know, he, he always reaches out to me, you know, and, uh, you know, I try my best to, you know, always reach out to him. You know, uh, I think, you know, football aside, you know, this is one of the, this is a, this is a good dude, you know, and, you know, this is a guy that, you know, uh, has a lot to offer, you know what I mean? Uh, as far as just teaching you, you know, about life off the field, whether it be business, whether it be taking care of your body, you know, he's just a great resource to have. And, you know, uh, I, I'm more so impressed that guys like him take the time to kind of entertain little guys like me, you know, uh, because, you know, God knows he doesn't have to, you know, entertain anybody, you know, but for him to kind of take his time, you know, out his day, you know, to just always reach out, you know, always send a congratulations or always be, you know, somebody of great support. Uh, I think that says a lot about his character. But, How about that? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man, he's a good dude. How about that? And so what, what do you uh, mean? Like to, he gives you tips or you pick his brain on, on maintaining your body and or oh, yeah, anything absolutely. like that? Well, you know, I think, he, I think he's just easy to approach, you know, or he's easy to talk to. And, you know, I think he offers you that. I think he offers you that ability to kind of ask him anything and ask him whatever. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, like I said, we've always been competitive, you know, against each other on the field. You know, even going back to, you know, when I was in Houston, you know, and he was in uh, New England, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, me and him go way back, man. It's always fun competing against him. But, you know, like I said, off the field, man, if you got anything to ask him about anything, man, he, he's always, you know, he usually, he usually gets back to you for sure. He's available and he'll do that. And yeah, yeah. He's not trying to soften you up to make sure you don't jump that route on him or anything like that. Tony. Oh, no, he, he probably is, but, you know, you know. <laughs> Tyron, always great chatting with you. Always great chatting with you. Thanks for the time. Yes, you be well. Oh, yeah, enjoy, absolutely. Enjoy time with your family a little bit more. And then if you're in Los Angeles at any point, please let me know. And I'd love to have you here. I'd love to love to chat with you anytime. Yeah, for sure, my guy. That's, Appreciate you. That's, way, that's the way we Michigan men are. Just you, you call me too. I can give you whatever <laughs> you. information. You want. Okay, that's the way we are. Appreciate you, 
for sure. Take care of yourself, Tyron. Yes, sir, my guy. Thank right, you, man. Right Appreciate back it. at you. That's Tyron Matthew right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I follow him on Twitter. You should as well. Good people. I'll never forget when he was at the Combine and he was the Honey Badger and his tenure at LSU, as we all know, ended and flamed out. And Dion was talking about Tyron Matthew being worth a team's time, worth a team's draft choice, worth reaching out to to understand what he was before and what he was growing into and what he can grow into. And we were, I'll be honest, we were sitting there all in the NFL Network meetings hearing this from like, okay, Prime, really? And he's like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And then he said that on the broadcast as well. And man, was he right. Worth it for the Cardinals, worth it for the Texans, worth it for the Chiefs. Want to ring with him. And now the Saints get him. I love him. That was great. And how about TB12? How about this? Well, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about it, take some phone calls, and set up the rest of the uh, the second hour. We've got Brad Holmes of the Lions front office and Sean McVay of the Rams winning office. That's still to come right here with John Hamm in studio, hour three. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Callaway Rogue ST drivers, there's one for you. There's four different types. I'm going to use one this weekend. This is going to be a lot of fun. Sue's uh, has oh. kindly said, you know what? You need to get out of the house and go play golf. <laughs> so That's exactly what I said. It literally is what she said. So God bless um, Sue's, who's going to have three narcissists on her hand while I try to put the ball in the cup. Don't say that. Uh, did, I mean, children are beautiful children is what I meant. Callaway's new Rogue ST driver is the one to com- be completely bomb it. Like I said, there's one for you. I use the Rogue ST Max because of its incredible combination of distance and forgiveness. Long off the tee, and if you don't hit it right on the center, it can forgive what you're doing. Max D is the dedicated draw model for players who want more shot shape correction. Max LS is for those who need something more low spin, stronger trajectory, a more neutral ball flight. True players out there, you can go grab the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS out of your bag. That's the compact low-spin head that the tour players adore. Callaway's thought through every aspect of speed, so all you have to do is go rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue here on the program. So uh, something Tyron Matthew just said um, dovetails into what we were talking about yesterday in the conversation of, like, is Tom Brady going to be any good (laughs) at calling games right and you know we were talking yesterday about um brady is maybe one of the blankest slates who everybody knows to enter a booth ever because he's made a uh, an art form out of giving you nothing yeah you read the quote that he sues yesterday that he said on lebron's the uh shop program right 
where he 90% of the time wasn't telling you what he thought? 90% of the time. And so now he's 100% of the time got to tell you exactly what he thinks. And 100% of the time not care about giving you what he thinks. And not caring what you think. Because he's telling you what he thinks and it's his job to do so. And he's now revealing his true self for the first time in front of, you know, most likely the first game for Fox is going to be uh, a Sunday afternoon game. Game of the week. It's a game of the week, right? Or a part of America's game, America's of, the week, game of the week. Which I love. I, mean, I love it. It's just like, okay. Hey, it got mean, it. Got it. Whatever else whatever else is on at the same time, America shrugs. America shrugs. It's That's the America shrugs game of the week. This is the America's game of the week. Um, so... It's going to be in front of a, a, an audience oh, of yeah. uh, 30, 40 million television viewers, most likely. And that's the way he's going to come out of the box. Uh, it'll happen in a preseason game beforehand, but this will be the first time he's got a huge viewing audience that will judge Tom Brady on something he's never done in front of that audience before and leaving his lane to enter a totally different lane in which... We kind of don't care that you are the goat in the other endeavor. If you're not as good at this one, you know, oh, Joe Montana, his idol, uh, did not have a good broadcasting career, so on and so forth. But as I've pointed out, I think he's going to be very good at it. I think he will um, take on this endeavor in the same way he's taken on every other endeavor by working hard at it. And there's no instance in which he will not be at all. Um, mystified as to how somebody at the quarterback position or anybody else will handle that position and situation because he's been involved in everything. But Tyron Matthew just said something that really struck me to makes me think that Brady is going to be very good at this. Because what is the mark of a terrific broadcaster? In my mind, it's being yourself, Every single person that we've I've ever met who's really good at this is the person that I've seen on television whenever I've met them. I mean, name, uh, Suze, you had the similar arrival at ESPN that I did, which was 1996, right? That's when you got there? I was 97. Okay, 97. So you meet Berman and KO and DP and, every, and Charlie Steiner and everybody. Same people that you saw on the air, right? I mean, the same exact person you saw on the air. You do agree with that, right? A hundred percent. Okay, good. I feel the same way. And so we just don't know who that guy is for Brady, and we're going to meet him. But Tyron Matthew just called him approachable. Tyron Matthew said he's available and approachable. And you'd think he isn't because he's Tom Brady. And he's reaching out to him for advice, two cents, this, that, the other thing. And Brady gets hits him back. And he's even thinking, you know, you know I'm paraphrasing. He kind of called him like little old me. He's getting a call back from Tom Brady. And he goes way back with Tom, he says. Now, Tom goes way back further with a lot of other people, too. But if that's the Tom that's approachable and likable and thought-provoking, shows up in the Fox booth, look out. Just add 10 Super Bowl appearances and you get yourself a major big-time voice in the booth. Rich, it was also kind of interesting that the Honey Badger said that because he and Brady had that famous moment during the Super Bowl. Do you remember their little confrontation yes. where he got up in his face and Brady went back at him and barked at him? So when he said that, I, my mind immediately went to that and was like, wow, like you, these guys are cool. After I wouldn't have expected that. 
Well, it that just, wouldn't expect it to hide. It also had yet. a look. It also had a look of of at the time, and we're seeing a photograph of it here right now. Kind of like really. Yeah, but I mean, also two competitors. Of you're course, at the, you're at the biggest game at the highest level. You know, it makes sense. But. I I I just found that I'm like, if he's as approachable on television as he is, according to Tyron Matthews' opinion, in person with a member of the league who is obviously terrific at his position, but somebody that he's giving off the impression and also following up on being approachable, being yourself and being approachable is truly most of the battle in succeeding at broadcasting. Truly. I remember when Chris Berman was here a few months ago, that was something that he said, and I really took that to heart. He was like, I tried different things. He goes, but I had to be myself. He goes, you have to be yourself because people will recognize if you're being authentic or not. Jimmy in San Antonio, Texas, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jimmy? Jimmy. Uh, Senora si senora. What's going on? Oh, oh yes, yes. Jimmy's uh, saying hello to you, Suze. Hi, know, Jimmy. Jimmy's, Jimmy, <laughs> it's, Jimmy, Susie's multitasking, which she's able to do. I'm doing, I'm doing a little intel for a, a segment. Hi, okay. Jimmy. A, Good morning. Are you pulling a Del Tufo? Pay attention. Come on. Oh, <laughs> no. I, Jimmy, I am getting info for you for the top of the third hour. She's doing it for you, Jimmy. Jimmy I'm going to you, that. Jimmy. <laughs> That's why you're the best mom ever. You bring either alcohol or ice cream to work. <laughs> you should see Thanks. what I brought today, Jimmy. I have a virtual smorgasbord of ice cream. Fantastic. I wait. Well, if he saw the beginning of the show, he saw me enjoying some of that smorgasbord. That Rocky Road, man. Hey, it was good, Jimmy. Let me tell you. Yeah, All right. So I got a Baker Mayfield theory. But first, Rich, I know you're not good at the math portion, more verbal. Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. There's only two <laughs> equations where you can come to the number 12. When you add a double-digit number and a single-digit number, the first one is eleven and one. Mm-hmm. The second one is ten and two. Hands on the wheel. Ten and two. Yep. Oh my! Well really? done, Jimmy. Jimmy. Well done, Jimmy. I had to stick up for Rich. You think Steve Kerr's sexy? Fantastic! <laughs> 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 Thanks for having my okay. back, Jimmy. You're my wingman. You're I my wingman. You, now Baker Mayfield theory. Run with me on this real quick. Why would any owner? in the NFL do anything to help the Haslam's with the contract they gave to Deshaun. And I don't think anyone wants to help them out. And I don't think that's why anyone's getting Baker movement. What do you think on that? I, Jimmy, I think you might be uh, onto something here, man, that there's, um, you know, um, an animus that has formed because, and you know, (laughs) one person, and thanks for the call, Jimmy. I appreciate it. You're, I always enjoy his phone calls into the program. Uh, let's just say you're Michael Bidwell. It's not like they're going to go get Baker Mayfield, but he's the first owner up to have to renegotiate or, 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 or negotiate a contract extension with his quarterback who has shown some big-time ability. Yeah, I do have my letter right you here. You got the letter right there. In, in, in terms of not only playing, but also letting it known he's, he's looking for the bag. Um, he's the first owner up having that conversation. You know, Ravens would be more than happy to be the first team up in that situation, but their quarterback's not interested in having the conversation right now. And I'm sure Michael Bidwell, you know, on sodium pentothal would be like, yeah, not cool. Not happy that the Haslam's have given every dollar guaranteed to a guy with all the off-field baggage that he's still dealing with right now. So why help out Cleveland? 
Plus, Cleveland is not helping itself with the way that things have played out, and everybody knows that, that it's unsustainable for him to stay there. So at some point, that other Mayfield shoe is going to have to drop, and there's no reason for them to untie the shoelace to help it happen, right? Brad Holmes coming up from the Lions, and of course, uh, Sean McVay. You know, guys, program. the thing about Susie driving at 10 and 2. Oh, back, oh, back to that. Back to this. This. You got newer cars, right? Say you hit something. What's going to happen? Airbag's going to pop out, right? Well, it's, Susie, ten and two. I think that's old because at ten and two, that airbag's popping. You're like, boom. Yeah. Now, also, my like, car, it, my car has this awful um, contraption that it, it keeps you driving it. in your lane, and oh, I have to turn it off because I don't need any driver assistance. Obviously, but also, Susie, if you're at like say, <laughs> Mike, if you're at like nine and three, and that airbag pops out, at least you'll have better control of the car than. Look, so I think you don't have anything. You don't have, thrown you don't have anything to talk about right here, TJ. Because there's two things. First of all, you have spent the last two days stirring the pot. I, like I wouldn't say I've that. Noticed that. I've noticed that. That's number one. I mean, number fully. two, the most one would say damning portion of the exchange from yesterday's program uh, may have come. Uh, when Susie was talking about going 80 miles an hour, but that's okay because she's in a safe car, and well, you're like, you're like, okay, like you you accepted that on its face. And as my friend, as my friend uh, Paul Golan from way back in the day, I've known him since grade school. Susie knows him as well. She he he texted. I like how Sue says, "I drive a safe car," as if there's nobody else on the road to be concerned about. <laughs> I think it's an excellent point. Well, if they're not and driving, you agree to it, so who are you to talk? I'm just saying, if they're not driving safe cars, that's not on Susie. That's, that's, yeah. not, that's not her I'm fault. I'm paying attention. You should see it when I start texting through the car. Oh, God. And, oh. and rolling calls. He's like, can you do this later? Oh, my God. Oh. Seriously, it's unbelievable. One of the most enjoyable, but also 